0: Here we are, we are back, and a warm welcome to this episode of the Downtime Talks, and thank you so much for tuning in. On this show, I'm speaking with guests about the trending topics in our lovely industry, uh, innovation ideas, and new ways to eliminate downtime in uh, construction. I'm Swan Brogard, the CEO here at TrackUnit. It's my true pleasure today to welcome uh, Joss Nickel, Vice President of the Equipment Segment at ARA at our downtime talk today welcome josh
1: thanks for having me i I hate downtime so i'm looking forward to talking about ways to get rid of it
0: let's get rid of it why don't you start by quickly i mean you are a you know a well-known figure in this industry especially in the u.s but to our global audience uh why don't you give us a quick update on your bio what you've been up to and what you're working on today
1: yeah i'd be happy to uh so My grandfather was in rental, or you might say hire, my dad was in rental. I swore I was not going to be in rental, Uh, yet here I am, turns out it's a pretty good place to be. I own an equipment rental company in Atlanta, Georgia, with multiple locations for a number of years. Uh, We were listed by Inc. Magazine as one of the fastest growing independent rental companies for four years in a row, and then we were strategically acquired by Sunbelt Rentals. Uh, I spent a little bit of time with them, but then had the opportunity to move overseas, and work and live in London uh, with Point of Rental Software managing their global operations. Had an amazing experience working in software and living overseas, closer to you. Um, And then moved back to the States in 2020. Had been a volunteer for the association for most of my life. And then they asked me to work here full time. So that's what I get to do now. So I work with our roughly 4,500 equipment rental members on everything from advocacy to sustainability to technology.
0: I mean, I couldn't think about a better person of having on the show. So uh, great to have you here. And you're calling in from Atlanta, Georgia, right? That's where I am in? indeed. Atlanta. Very good. So uh, I always ask my guests this uh, f- sort of intro question around uh, what does downtime mean to you?
1: Yeah, so I heard you might ask me this question. And so I was trying to think of what it really means to me. And I know when I first got into the industry um, when I was in my 20s, or I mean, I guess even sweeping cobwebs when I was in my teens, um, downtime was when the equipment's broken. Uh, We even had an extra term that we would use sometimes. We'd call it hard down. That means it's really broken. Um, You know, I think it's evolved from that. That's certainly the worst part of downtime is when something's broken. But, I, you know, I think that at least in the equipment rental space, We extend that beyond just being broken to, is it rent ready? You know, is it uh, serviced and ready to go? Is it sitting out on a job site and needs to come back from the job site? Is there a delivery driver available to deliver it? So can it be delivered to the customer? And I think that was the next stage for rental companies of um, eliminating downtime. And then I think that really where we want to go long term is is it fully utilized you know because that's kind of the other end of the spectrum or the positive end of the spectrum and if you eliminate downtime and that middle space because you know theoretically you could eliminate all downtime or most downtime by just letting it sit on your lot and never using it but then it's not fully utilized you know and at the end of the day what we want is as much utilization as possible and the thing that i would you know and, and i think this mentality is is not used as much anymore, but it, I would also say when we talk about utilization, is I wouldn't consider it fully utilized anymore just if it's out on rent. I would only consider it fully utilized if it's out on rent and being used effectively by the customer. You know, there was a, a day, and you know, for most people, it was 10 years ago, where a salesman would say, Well, if it's out on rent, it's fully utilized. I don't really care if they're using it, I don't really care if they forgot about it. Um, for me, it's fully utilized because it's on my books, it's out on rent, and we're getting paid for it. And I think that especially with supply chain issues that we we experienced over the last few years, it's really pushed the mentality of, is somebody using it? Because if somebody's not using it, we need to get it out to somebody else. So I know that I took the kind of the extended definition of downtime there, but we go from hard down to fully utilized.
0: I like it. It's a a nicely unfolding of of the term that uh, taps into technical sort of mean time to repairs all the way into the business models and to PL performance, uh, basically as well. I, I like that a lot. Thanks for opening that up. If you, if you look at the last, uh, let's say pre COVID last five years ish, what are the, what are the major categories that the rentals are focused on today in eliminating downtime? What are, what are the big categories that you see in recent uh, years? Um,
1: You know, I think one of the things that's happened certainly in the U.S. over the last couple of years is a bigger adoption of technology and a bigger adoption of analytics. Um, The rental industry, just like the whole construction industry, hasn't always been an early adopter. I think it was McKinsey and Sons that ranked them second to last of all industries for technology adoption. but I think we learned over the last couple of years that there's a lot of really important things that you need to be analyzing. You know, Gone are the days where you can walk out on the second floor of your rental store and look out at your fleet and decide whether you buy or sell or change prices. You know, now you need data to make that decision. And there's a lot of people out there to do it. Um, and you need equipment for your customers. So downtime where you know a couple of years ago we would have looked at it and said, well, we'll just buy another excavator. Um, We'll just buy another skid-steer loader if we don't have any available. There have been multiple times over the last couple of years where you couldn't just do that. You had to figure out a way to improve the efficiency. You had to decrease um, downtime. You had to increase the ability to utilize. And so you're looking at, at data a lot more, whether it be utilizing tools to make it faster and easier to order parts and get your equipment back up from that. Or better preventative maintenance. And at the same time, I think what's interesting is preventative maintenance has gotten more complicated over the last mm. couple of years because the equipment's fully utilized. It's out on rent. You know, We've had record levels of utilization. So it's getting more hours on it than it would normally get on it, which means it needs more preventative maintenance, which means it's more likely to break down. Um, and you don't have time for it to break down because it's got to get back out. And so mm. I think that's caused a lot of people where when they think about return on investment, you know, when you start start talking about software and analytics and data, it's squishy. You know, it's hard to really quantify what's the value of that. You know, a a lot of rental store owners know, well, I can just go buy another mini excavator and I'm going to get a 50 to 70% return on investment for that, or at least dollar utilization for that. What am I going to get when I put telematics on there? When I have a system that tracks that telematics, when I have a, a system that um has prescriptive or at least descriptive analytics on it that tells me that something may be going wrong or i need to check on something Um, that was hard to figure before but now when you can't get another excavator you can't get another reach forklift Mm -hmm. it makes it a lot easier to say well what else can i do to help solve this problem and then i think the other thing that you stack on top of that is uh, a workforce shortage you know it is so hard to find Mm -hmm. skilled labor You really can't afford for a piece of equipment to go truly down or certainly hard down. If there's anything you can do to replace that, it's incredibly important because it's easy or relatively easy to do preventative maintenance. But if that piece of equipment needs spark plugs changed or an engine rebuild or major things done, that's a real problem and we can't find enough people to do it. So anything you can do to prevent equipment from getting to downtime has, has become even more valuable
0: super helpful. And uh, you have a lot on your mind here. It's, and there's a lot of things to dive into. I, I want to try to pick up on one thing she said around data and core KPIs, not for the most sophisticated rental firms. And here I'm thinking about the United Rentals, the Sunbelts, the Herx, etc. But if you think about sort of the mid market part of your member group, um, what are some of the KPIs that you advise people to get data on first to be both leading and lagging indicators on this topic?
1: Um, So the first data indicator for a traditional um, independent rental company is always going to be dollar utilization. How are you impacting dollar utilization? Time utilization to some extent, but we don't have unlimited access to capital like the national rental companies do. Um, So dollar utilization first and anything that you can do to impact dollar utilization. So uh, then you look at things like fleet availability. Um, and and how just much sorry time... to interrupt
0: you, but on that, on that utilization, is what is there a sort of recommended bracket you would say is best in class, sort of middle of the road and poor?
1: Uh, that's a great question. Um, if, you, if I were talking to you individually, I could give you those. And I say that because it's different for each business. If mm. you've got a specialty pump and power business that works with really large long-term contracts, your dollar utilization is gonna be very different than if you're an ace hardware who does a lot of lawn and garden equipment. Um, On average though, the smaller the equipment gets, the higher the dollar utilization is, and the larger it is, the lower it is. And so you might get things like two to 300% dollar utilization on a tiller aerator or cutoff saw. And on the other end of the spectrum, if you have a large forklift, you might get 40 or 50% dollar utilization.
0: It depends. Uh, And and you need to set your own thresholds that make sense for your business model. That's basically what you're saying. hundred percent. Yes. Let let me uh, try to double click on this one more time. So especially in those rental firms, we don't have a ton of resources, not software skills. You might not have the most sophisticated software tools and so forth. Um, what's what's your suggestion in terms of uh, diverging investments or just give us a, a magnitude of the type of investment that you guys are seeing uh, rental firms are making to create these uh, core KPIs? So the rental
1: industry hasn't been one that has been great about investing in technology. On an average, uh, rental companies invest about 1% of revenues in technological solutions, which includes their ERP or rental software, most industries are investing three to 6%. So three times that. Um, you know, I think we have a, a few providers in the industry like yourselves that are really pushing data and analytics. And so I would say, you know, a couple of things that I recommend to rental companies when they ask me how to get better at that is go to people who are thought leaders in the industry and speak to the ERP that you, you currently have. You know, having looked at a bunch of Rental companies and how they use their ERPs, many times they're not using all the features, analytics, and reporting that they're already even paying for. So get trained on how to do that. And then go after people and partners who can help you skip the steps. You know, anything that you can do, don't reinvent the wheel. You don't have to figure out how to necessarily uh, eliminate downtime. Go after a partner who has done that before and is good at that and ask them what the best practices are. You know, to me, a lot of it's the eighty twenty rule. You know, 20% of the effort gives you 80% of the benefit. And so if you can just do a little bit in the space, it's amazing how much of an impact you can make.
0: Let me change the uh, topic on you here a, a little bit. So one thing is tech KPIs, and uh, we've just talked about the other side is the human side. And you said that uh, also when you went down your list of what drives downtime in terms of people, human. Uh, where, where, where is your? Um, I don't even know if you have a number on this. We haven't prepped this question, but in your eyes, how much downtime is caused by human error versus? Hmm. Uh, mechanical breaks uh, other uh, procedural things that uh, sits outside the uh, human interaction that's a great question
1: so let me well, back should,
0: into some maybe I should actually uh, be more specific to operator error maybe that's an easier way to
1: yeah let me back into that so um, we do have data on, uh, staffing needs for our membership. So we know that our average member based on a recent survey is 30% understaffed, uh, particularly in mechanics and drivers. So y- when you think about eliminating di- downtime, those are probably two of the most critical ones, the person who can get the piece of equipment back to you to be repaired and the person who can repair the piece of equipment. Um, the other side of that, I would say is most rental companies have young fleets. Um, now, that has changed over the last couple of years because of supply chain issues. The average fleet age was usually between three to three and a half years, which means the oldest equipment in your fleet is six to seven years old. Now, that varies by geography and country and all that kind of stuff. But now it's moving more towards three and a half to four years old. So you're keeping equipment longer. Traditionally, it would be just kind of like your car. You know, the first couple of years of your car hopefully nothing major goes wrong with that. You know, you have to do preventative maintenance. If anything major goes wrong with it, hopefully it's just a warranty issue, you know, and it goes back to the factory to do that. And so that would be a a portion of downtime, but that's really uncontrollable downtime. Um, And then most of the time rental companies are selling their equipment before it gets to the end of the usable life or really the high maintenance part of the usable life. Um, I think that's changing right now because, you, you can't get replacements for the equipment. And if you can't replace it, then you're having to keep it longer. Plus your equipment is getting more utilized during its normal lifespan with you. Um, so that's, that's doubly compounding the issue. So I would say that we're definitely dealing with more maintenance issues than normal, um, because the equipment's older and it's more utilized. Um, you know, but to your other point in a, in normal world, which I think we'll get back to in the next couple of years, most of what rental companies do is preventative maintenance. you know. And if there's major damage to the piece of equipment, if it's being used you know, properly, major damage shouldn't have to happen. A, a skid steer loader is designed to work hard in a construction environment. So if it's maintained well, it shouldn't break unless the customer does something dumb to it or damages it or operates it ineffectively. And then that's where you oftentimes get your major repairs. So I think the, the best place for optimization is likely... In the effectiveness of um, preventative maintenance and the process of preventative maintenance. And it's easy to, to struggle with that because we talked about utilization earlier, and I mentioned it's it, you know it's not available for rent if it needs to be serviced. Mm-hmm. That might mean that you need to service faster, but if you're servicing mm-hmm. faster, because you have less people, or because you want to do it, you get the piece of equipment available faster, then you might make a mistake that causes downtime. Um, and so it's finding that sweet spot of doing it as fast and efficiently as possible, but also doing it effectively. And so I think there's a lot of basics in kind of like Six Sigma or 5S -hmm. that you can throw in there. I I would highly recommend any operator who is not familiar with Six Sigma or 5S to go take a 5S course or just a yellow or green belt in Six Sigma. It's amazing some of the stuff that you can learn on that because so much of what we do is process oriented. And if Mm -hmm. you can eliminate waste in the process or you can make the process more effective and efficient, then that just pays off in droves over time.
0: Would it? I mean, would you dare to put a percentage on on, on the human error aspect uh, towards downtime versus uh, wear and tear and more mechanical issues? Is that is that something you would would t- take a wild guess at? A wild guess. So I would say,
1: of major repairs or hard downtime, I would probably say that's seventy percent or more human error, and less mm-hmm. the equipment. If because the, cause the okay. equipment's usually it, again, if it's being operated properly in the proper scenario, mm-hmm. it's not going to break in in its you know five year history with you, unless something major goes wrong. That's a manufacturer issue or a misuse or abuse issue or a misrepair or preventative maintenance issue. So I think for a company that is pretty good at what they do, mm-hmm. most of it's going to be um, damage on a job site, especially Got
0: major it. damages. Very good. Hey, as we're coming to the end here, and thank you so much for your insights. Are there any uh, resources, uh, links, uh, or other material you would point our viewers to uh, uh, from the ARA catalog of of good research and guidance?
1: Absolutely. So especially when we talk about eliminating downtime, I think um, RentalU is a huge resource for members. Uh, It's got all kinds of training on there, everything from customer service to safety and forklifts. But the big thing that we have done in the last couple of years that I, I think I would highlight even more so, especially when we're talking about eliminated downtime, is our new ARA certified program for service technicians. You know, it is really hard to teach somebody who comes from maybe the auto industry, where all they do is change oil and tires every day, what rental is like. And there's a lot of people who love that kind of complexity and that change in a great environment where they're not just doing the same thing every day, but getting them into the rental environment, teaching them how to do their job and what that really entails is critical and important and hard to do uh, in rental. So we've got a, a certification course that lasts about 40 hours. You can take it in pieces. It's all online that really will help get service technicians up to speed and make their lives easier and help eliminate downtime.
0: <laughs> Very good. On that note, and we'll put that link uh, to your resources into the show notes uh, on this podcast. Hey, Josh, it was a true pleasure speaking to you. Uh, thank you so much for your uh, insights. And uh, I can't wait to get this uh, podcast out to share with everyone. Thanks so much for having me. I had a blast. So that's it, folks. Thanks for listening in. Don't forget to subscribe and stay tuned in on more episodes on the downtime talks as we continue our discussions. Thank you.